Dan! 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 Hello and welcome to the Digital Advertising News Podcast brought to you by Searchstar. Um, my name's Nick, I'm joined by Dan Hello. as ever. Hi Dan, how's it going? Very well, thank you very much. It's been quite a while since our last podcast, hasn't it? I'd say... I, <laughs> probably pushing a couple of months since I was given the pleasure of, of meeting our loyal listeners. However, yeah. however, we have good excuses for our late arriving fifth podcast. Which are... We've moved office. We've moved office. We are now, we are sitting, or dear readers, in a lovely big office that is three times the size of our old office. We are a 50-strong team, and this place has space for us to grow to about 100, which hopefully over the next nearly three years, which we signed a lease here for, we will <laughs> achieve. If we haven't, we're paying a lot of rent for some desks <laughs> we're not using. Lease. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, well, dear, Dan's got a lot of hiring. We've got a lot of do. hiring to do. A lot of hiring <laughs> to do. I've also been on holiday. He's also been on holiday. Yeah, I have that on my piece of paper as oh, well. Did you do? Dan yeah. has been to where have you been? You've been to, been Slovenia. to Slovenia, which Slovenia. is lovely. Which absolutely, I could spend the next thirty minutes talking about how lovely Slovenia is, but that's probably not the point. That's not really digital advertising no. news. No, but we could make it digital advertising no. news. No, let's no. roll on. <laughs> um, as I learned, though, Slovenia mm. is not in the same place. It's as Not Slovakia. Slovakia. That's no, why it's got different letters my, in its um, name. Embarrassing mm-hmm. uh, point from last month, but there we go. Anyway, we're back. And I, I hesitate to say you, you, you may not have missed us that much, but mm-hmm. we are back. And, and we're we feeling have... very clear-headed today, because I didn't go to the RAR Awards last night. Um, but the team did. The team did. The team did. Ryan, John, Hannah and Rob went, and they did very well. They came home with two awards. We won the overall online advertising award, and we won the overall analytics award. That's Correct. So, and the reason awards... Awards are a big thing these days, and there are. I read an article the other day saying there are masses more awards ceremonies than ever before, and companies love awards more than ever before. And kind of, there's been a bit of inflation in awards. Mm-hmm. There are many, many marketing awards we could possibly win. We could probably win the sort of South Side of Bath marketing awards if we wanted to. <laughs> but no, the RAR awards they're organised by the Drum, who are probably you know are sort of out of a, a run out of Glasgow, but I think are one of the best marketing mags in the UK. Um, And they do it in a different way in that it's not based necessarily on how sexy you are, but it's based purely on the reviews of your clients. So every year we have to collect, we've got about 150 clients and we have to get them all to review us and write what they think of us, score us on various categories. And the guys over at the drum tot it all up and work out whose clients love them the most for the analytics work they deliver and whose clients love them the most for the online advertising that goes on. And And, and, And then they decide that we're the best which was yep. very pleasing of them last night. So I think I have a very clear head, but I think there are some people on a train on the way back from London who are probably feeling a little bit shabbier. I think you might be right. I haven't yeah. seen Ryan yet today. No. Um, he was looking quite festive in his photograph last he night. He was though. looking quite festive in his photograph, holding two drum awards to his chest, Yeah, shall we say. But, um, in a coconut bra style Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's, it's something... I don't know, people might roll their eyes slightly out, but I think, good the, I think that they are good awards. The good awards, we won. Excellent awards. <laughs> um, okay. We did well. Yep. Well done, Dan. Mm-hmm. It's a pat on the back. Woo! Yeah. Okay. What next? Um, 
Actually, next up, I think we're going to go straight into um, John Boone, uh, who was at the awards last night, who's our analytics man, our main analytics man. This is a pre-recorded segment, then, is it? Pre-recorded segment. He's already done. He's not in the room waiting to go. Um, We recorded this several weeks ago, in fact. Um, But he's going to talk to you all about attribution, which is something Google is really hot on at the moment. I think you'll agree. uh, They're um, talking to us a lot about how we're attributing value to Attribution is, is the biggest thing in terms of trying to work out how online ads work, whether you do last click, first click, how you try and work out why somebody came into your shop and bought some stuff. How did the ads contribute to that? And is there a better way you could be running or arranging your advertising to, me, to get more people into your shop or whatever it is you're flogging? John Boone, everyone. Woo! John Boone, everyone. Hi, John. How's it going? Yes, it's great. Spending a lot of time with you at the moment, aren't I? I know, this is the third in a, in a, few, in a few weeks. Feels like you're the face of Search Star. I know. We've got the conference coming up in, at the end of the month, which yeah. you're speaking at. And yesterday yesterday we filmed a video about it. Was it yesterday? Uh, no, day before yesterday. Yeah. I edited yeah. it and put it up yesterday. Yeah. Um, check that out on LinkedIn if you really want to see John. Um, and now you're on Dancast. Yes. Does this feel like the pinnacle of your career thus far? It is. I feel that my quest to become a search science poster boy is, is almost complete. Just need to do the uh, photo set and then we'll get you up there yes. on all the walls around Bath. <laughs> you look great. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know John, John is our lead analytics consultant and I'm going to ask him to tell you what he does at SearchStar in 17 seconds. Go! Uh, so yeah, lead analytics consultant at SearchStar, which means I help our clients understand what users are doing on their website so they can ultimately gain insight from that information to make their websites better um, so they can convert more users and so that we can get a more positive ROI for all of their media investment and other channels. That's about 17 seconds, I think. Maybe sh- I, I, will, I, I couldn't actually see the number. Yeah, that's about, well, now it's about 30 seconds. So... Um, Anyway, John, as we probably told you earlier in the podcast, although we haven't filmed that yet, uh, recorded that yet, uh, is going to talk to you all about attribution, which is a bit of a buzzword in the industry at the moment. I think that's fair to say, John? Yes, yes, it's, uh, it's very popular. Google are always banging on at us to um, well, basically improve our clients' attribution models. Yeah. Um, Google are very, very keen for all kind of AdWords... Um, someone using AdWords to move away from last click attribution. Are we going to go into why last click is bad, or should we cover that now? Uh, we can we can we can talk now about why last click. Why is last click bad? Um, so so last click, we, we had someone from Google come in and talk to us, and they informed us that last click is 16 years old as a model. Ooh. So if you think of where the industry and where everyone was 16 years ago, um, there weren't smartphones. The iPhone came out in 2007, so that's 11 years ago. Uh, tablet was what 2012 so yeah. that's six years ago or I so. was 11 yeah people were using WAP if anything uh, mobile uh, so at the time last click kind of worked as a thing so it was it didn't matter all of the other times you went to a website it gave all of the credit to that last click um, and now journeys aren't you know they're, they're not kind of linear they don't all take place at one time well, Facebook be fragmented Facebook um, yeah exactly. video yeah so, where else yeah, you can, you know, there's so many different ways Twitter. to get to a website, so many different touch points on a journey to, to convert. So as a result, last click just isn't, isn't really It's not really anymore. useful. No. So John is going to go into a bit more depth about how Google deals with attribution. 
Um, why it's rubbish in Google Analytics. Is that what you said? Why it's rubbish in Google Analytics? Yeah, why, why, it's, not, um, why it's not that effective. Okay, okay. Uh, attribution 360, which I don't know that much about, so I'm looking forward to hearing about that and its features. And also the free version of Attribution 360, uh, which everyone's looking forward to, I think. I know. The, the, everyone is looking forward to that. Everyone. You everyone. can't wait. It's been in the cards for a while, though, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, we first heard about it, I think, about 12 months ago. Yeah, and we're still waiting. Still. But there's news on that, right? It's not good news. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good news. Okay, well, I'm going to hand over to John to run you through all of that. I might interject a little bit, but uh, he's the man in the know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as, as I kind of said, as I touched upon briefly earlier, the um, you know attribution within Google Analytics is all based on on last click. So what we do is we ignore every other touch point the user has and focus everything um, on that last visit. Um, and within Google Analytics, you've got things like multi-channel funnel reports, so you can look at all the other touch points uh, of a user journey. And there's also now the model comparison tool, so you can compare like last click against you know first click or a time decay model um, or a linear approach. Uh, but ultimately, all of those different reports are all kind of position-based. So they look at you know where in the journey the user came from, uh, and it's really it, they're not they're not that fair um, at giving credit. Because for example, if your first visit was via direct, um, you know there's an existing pre-awareness of the brand. So as a result, should you discount that entire journey? Um, you know, affiliates uh, who I'm not a big fan of will often go hang. So they'll sit right at the end of the journey. And you go onto the affiliate website, you get that voucher code, you go back to the website, you enter the voucher code and you convert. And so the affiliate gets all the credit and not the other channels that have put in that hard work beforehand. Um, and the other issue is that each, uh, there's no kind of one correct attribution model to use. Google Analytics uses last click. Um, AdWords initially used last click and AdWords moved to a, a different model as you can look at now. But ultimately, there's no right and wrong answer to attribution. So each channel will use a model that gives themselves credit. So Facebook, for example, use two models. They use a one-day view-through and a seven-day click-through conversion, which means if you're shown an ad on Facebook, you don't have to click it. But if you're shown an ad and then within 24 hours you convert on the website, um, Facebook gets 100% of the credit for it. So they don't have to have done anything. You don't even have to have seen all the ad. I think you have to see 50% of it for it to count. Uh, and then if you click the ad and convert within a seven day period, again, Facebook will get 100% of the credit. Um, which that's cheeky, itself, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's cheeky, but ultimately what you don't know <laughs> is you don't know what role Facebook played in it. You know, if you're doing Facebook advertising and you're kind of, you know, retargeting, then, well, that's not really fair because the user was already aware of the brand. Whereas you could have, you know, I've clicked Facebook ads because they've targeted me based on age, gender, interests, and I've gone on to purchase the product, and Facebook has done all of the work. So it's, you know, they're not, they're not that fair. But um, so Google, a few, uh, say a couple of years ago, um, uh, acquired a company called Adometry, who dealt specifically with attribution. Um, and then what they did is they repackaged this attribution tool mm-hmm. uh, and released what's called Attribution 360. And so Attribution 360 doesn't use a position-based model. So we don't care if the user is, you know, first click, last click. Um, you know, if it's time decay, uh, it uses a, um, I've got to remember how this is, a data-driven um, algorithmic attribution model. Data-driven algorithmic, data-driven algorithmic attribution. Yeah. You can see 
why we have trouble conveying this to our clients and getting, exactly. getting them all onto that's, it. Kind yeah, of. That's another reason why last click is not fair, but it's easy. Like it's, last click, it's so easy, easy to understand. So the last click is yeah. So um, the values. Data-driven attribution. Essentially, what it does is it looks at thousands of converting and non-converting paths on your website, um, and then what it does is it um, simulates removing um, each one of those paths one by one, and then analyzes what impact that would have in the conversion rate. It's very clever. Yeah, and so you know, as a as a result, what it will do is it will work out exactly which value each touch point has. In, on your particular website. So look at your website, it won't look at anyone else's website. Um, and one of the you know, prerequisites for this is you've obviously got to have a decent number of conversions that you're dealing with anyway so that it can analyse it. If you're, you know, if you're one of our clients who's only got you know, a handful of you know, leads a month but they're kind of mm-hmm. high value leads, then, then this won't kind of work for you. It's for the kind of the big you know, thousand um, conversions a month that will work. Can, it, can, can, can you even use it if you're a small... Uh, no, it just won't. It won't work because what it has to do, it's got to analyze. It uses you know machine learning and it analyzes all of these you know conversion paths, the ones that do convert, the ones that don't convert, yeah. and looks at the difference to look at what is the perfect conversion path, like the one path where it knows right if you go in via organic and then you come in via social and then you come in via an email campaign and then you come in via display and then you come in via paid and then you convert. That is the ultimate model, and that if a user has that path, they are much more likely to convert. And I guess, I guess, from a marketer's perspective, the useful thing about data-driven attribution is that it make, means we can position spend that much more effectively. Exactly. When when Google Google originally launched it, well, they have it's been launched as a part of their three hundred and sixty products, which means it's under the three hundred and sixty suite, so it's the premium analytics premium. So you're going to be paying kind of a hundred thousand pounds plus a year for it. But pretty soon after they launched it, they realized that what it was really doing is it was highlighting the early step of the journey, which is a lot of, it's where display sits. You know, you don't do display advertising as a, you know, as a last click. Display mm-hmm. is a kind of, well, I have to say, it's a top of the funnel activity. It's the yeah. initial brand awareness. And that one's really hard to kind of prove to clients because, you know, you're, you know people are clicking on an ad, but they're not purchasing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of showing the value from that. And what Attribution 360 was showing is that that real top of the funnel stuff was having a huge amount of impact. And the other thing Attribution um, 360 from Google does is it gives you cross-device tracking like you haven't had before. So cross-device tracking has notoriously been a real issue because you might start your journey on a mobile, but you finish on a desktop. Mm -hmm. So all of our clients, if they look at their analytics, they'll see that mobile has probably got a much worse conversion rate than desktop. Well, that doesn't mean it doesn't mean that mobile is less effective at converting than desktop. It just means mobile is not the you know the last conversion path. And this is essentially all possible, right? Because there are so many millions of people in the Google ecosystem, and they're all signed in on the same device. Yeah, and that's exactly how it how it works. So it used to be, you know, Google tried their hand at cross device tracking a few years ago with the user ID function, which just didn't work because you had to. It was based on whether or not you'd signed into the website. Mm-hmm. And so, if I'm in a relationship with a brand where I sign into your website. I'm, I'm so far down the funnel, you know, you're missing the top of the funnel stuff. So attribution 360 basis, basis cross-device tracking when you're signed into your Google account on your device. And Google have said they've got 3 billion active monthly users. So It's a lot of data. Yeah, so the same as, you know, I'm signed into Facebook on every device I have access to. Yeah. Um, I've also at some point signed onto my Google account and all it takes is one sign-in and so Google knows it's you and then can marry up those journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it's you know attribution three hundred and sixty un- unlock the power of like the you know the real impact of display because now we know that you can show someone a display ad on their mobile and they're ultimately going to convert by a completely different channel you know on their desktop however mm-hmm. long later. 
guess what John's saying is that if you have a lot of conversions per month, this is definitely something you should consider. Yeah. Well, the free version would be something to consider. The, the, the £100,000 a year version, pays, maybe not. Yeah, the paid version it's quite a lot of money. Does, um, also does TV attribution. So Google okay. said that they were going to release a free version. Um, yeah. They didn't say what it would look like. They said that it wouldn't contain the TV attribution, okay. which is, you know, fair enough, it's free. Um, and we've been told that it was due to be released in Q1 um, 2018. Uh, we actually had Q1. Google... Q1, well, that's January gone. March, yeah. yeah. So we had Google come June, in and they'd said that um, they were more specific. We had uh, someone from Google come in and after we kind of pressed him for quite a while, he, he said that we would probably be expecting between the 20th and 28th of February would be when we were expecting it. This year? Yeah. Well, so that's we, gone by. Yeah, so we were excited. And so um, part of our monthly training as a Google Analytics certified partner is we, we get to kind of, we get training from Google every month and someone asked the question mm -hmm. um, in... It was April, end of April, where, where is the free version? Um, and Google's only response, and this is the only response we've ever had, and they haven't come back to us on it, is that it had been pushed back to the first half of 2019. Oh, um, well, that's not the first quarter of 2018. No, so we're used to Google product launches being pushed back, but we've never known anything to be pushed back that It's going to be bloody good, I reckon. It, yeah. It's going to so, have to be. Yeah, so AdWords already uses this kind of attribution uh, or data-driven attribution. So that's fine. AdWords does it. But the problem yeah. is, is that clients like to see their data in Google Analytics. You know, if mm -hmm. AdWords is saying, right, you've had 500 AdWords, you know, conversions or contributed, yeah. assisted conversions, but then Google Analytics is, you know, saying that you've only had 20, you know, who do you believe? You know, clients believe Google Analytics. They want to see that data and it's, it's nice to have it in one place anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, AdWords seamlessly links with, you know, Google Analytics, which is fantastic. But what you're not getting is you'll have, you'll have AdWords saying that you've had, you know, X number of conversions and you'll have analytics saying Y. And so that kind of, you know, lack of consistency between yeah. platforms is, you know, users don't like it. Well, first half of 2019, let's cross our fingers. Um, <laughs> thanks for that sort of future look look at the future of attribution yeah get excited, um, but get excited. excited if you want to hear more from john he'll be speaking at our conference on the 28th of june um if you go on a website you'll be able to register your interest as and when you like so if you want to come along do that and i'll probably get in touch with you uh thanks for joining us john no back over to dan and nick wait that's me in the studio <laughs> Okay, so we're back. I uh, hope you enjoyed John being section attribution. Um, the big news, the big tech news this month is Apple's announcement that its Safari browser will now, or the next version of Apple's Safari browser, will now alert its users when their browsing is being tracked by third parties. Users will have the option, via a pop-up notification, to stop a tracker following them across the web. In a rather bold move... The example, Senior Vice President of Software Craig Federi gave at Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference was that of Facebook. Uh, Apple could have made an example, I think you'll agree, of any number of websites that track a user's data as they browse through the web, but it didn't. It chose Facebook. He chose the big beast, who is the person who's been really... The Facebook have been really going to town on their data-building abilities. Mm-hmm. And Apple have chosen to stop them, which is going to be. If I think Facebook are quite pissed about it, yeah, because I it's think basically absolutely. kicking kicking big lumps out of their business model. And it's 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 almost 
the biggest tech company in the world airing its distaste at another of the world's biggest tech companies in, in a public forum. And actually Facebook came back at Apple to criticise their move, saying that actually if Apple really cared about what they were doing and not just using it to take a shot at a competitor, then they would have gone they would have gone further and, 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 and blocked and just absolutely blocked all of that tracking through web browsing. But what's your take on it? It's an interesting... OK, what they've actually done is that the, 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 the genius of Facebook... You have to understand, firstly, how Facebook collects data to un, and then work out what they've been stopped, what they and companies that do similar have been stopped from doing. So Facebook collect two, two sets of data around their people. Firstly, they collect all the standard stuff that when you sign up for a Facebook account, you say what sex you are and you say your, your, your name and you give over your, your email address and your date of birth. And then you start blogging about how much, and then you start posting ads, you know, of pictures of your children, and you start talking about how you've got a great cycle time at the weekend. <laughs> and they kind of go, okay, fine, this is yet another middle aged man who's interested in cycling, and all that, where does he live? He lives in Bath. And they're starting mm-hmm. to build a picture of you that way. And that's the sort of standard data collection, the way, and people, people kind of get that if they talk about cycling tons in their Facebook profile, and they blog about cycling all the time, then Facebook are going to kind of work that out. And if they do it on Instagram, and if they do their WhatsApp, they're all companies owned by Facebook. So that's all fine-ish. What people don't realise is that then when they go off and they look at some camera forum because they're interested in cameras, and they choose to log into the forum posting section of that camera website Mm -hmm. through, and they think, oh, God, I want to post a comment about this new digital SLR and then they do it, log in through Facebook, and it says, oh, okay, you're called Dan, and it comes up as Dan, and that's all nice and simple for me. And Facebook, It doesn't realise that Facebook is, cl- is suddenly registering the fact that I'm also interested in cameras. Yeah. And they don't realise that the web, and when I share something on the Guardian's news website uh, that I don't like Donald Trump, it will quietly register the fact that I don't like Donald Trump when I shared that on the Guardian, and it will clock me as what type of voter I am. And... Facebook have done brilliantly out of a mass of third part. You know, pretty much every website has a share button, has a login with Facebook button or a login with Google button. But people, people don't realise that that permits Facebook, as soon as yeah. you interact, or just the presence of that button, it's actually, you don't even have to interact with it, just the presence of it allows Facebook to hoover up your data. Oh, really? See, I didn't even know yeah. that. Actually, the, the login with Facebook buttons is an interesting one yeah. because it is so compelling. And, that, and that's what gives <laughs> Facebook their incredibly rich data. So it's not just what you do. So lots of people say, oh, but I don't use Facebook because, you know, all I do is sit yeah. there in the background and read and get jealous of other people's children's achievements. Yeah. Um, and then, but actually, it's when you log in, they're, they're getting all the data. And Apple has an issue. Apple has decided that it has an issue with that and wishes to kick kick out one of the legs of Facebook's ad platform by saying that in future, people who are using the Safari browser, when they when they come across one of these these logins and they want to and they choose to use it, it will say, Yep, fine, do you want to log in with Facebook? That's okay. By the way, do you realise they're about to start hoovering up all your data? Are you okay with that? To which people almost certainly go, No. <laughs> um, and that is pretty much going to stop that's or take a big lump out of Facebook and other people's thing way of doing things and and Google are quite into this as well and also there are quite a few sort of professional 
data companies who run little surveys and little sort of widgets that get implanted into other websites mm-hmm. that are run by, you know, basically pure play data companies where they sort of pop a little widget in asking you a quiz question or something or other and then hoover that data out to add to Experian or whichever of the big data companies are, are, are running or sponsoring that widget. It's quite underhand really actually, isn't it? When you, when you, really, when you really think about it and you really understand how they're doing it, yeah. That is maybe not remarkably underhand, but... It, it's, it's, I think people get the fact that Facebook will use the data that you handed over directly to it. Yeah. It's, they're not really clocking that people are, u- people are using their data when they're doing other stuff. No. So, so Apple are blocking that, and they're also blocking something slightly techier called fingerprinting, which is where... Every browser that somebody has, you've got millions of little settings and the mm-hmm. fact that you've pinned something to the bar and you've requested that your font is Arial and that you've got slightly <laughs> dodgy eyes so you've expanded the font. But basically everyone, most people, if they've been using a browser for a while, have adapted it in any one of however many hundred ways and that pretty much establishes a fingerprint where with a reasonable degree of reliableness, the, the website owner can go... I'm pretty certain that's Bob. Oh, right. Or they can't okay. necessarily identify it back to the person, but they can identify it back to, I'm pretty certain that's the person who came in three weeks ago. It's the same so, person. So it's, they don't necessarily know your name and your email address, but they know you're the same person that came in a few weeks ago. And banks use it quite a lot. So they will... So although somebody may know the username and the password, mm-hmm. and they may come in and correctly know the username and password, the bank will look at it and go, yeah, you may have got the username and password right, but you're using a different browser setup than the one you normally use. You know, instead of having okay. the Guardian pinned to your taskbar, you've, you've got the Daily Express, which seems quite odd for a Guardian all, reader. I think we're all learning something here. Um, I mean, a, a and, the, and Apple are also <laughs> blocking that. And the reason, the reason Apple are doing it is... Because Apple, the, the joy, if you're going to ban something as a big tech company, uh-huh. ideally you ban something that you don't make much money out of and that other people do. And Apple does not make, Apple makes its money primarily, although they make a little bit of money out of the advertising industry, mm-hmm. they mainly make their money by selling very expensive techie pieces of kit. Absolutely. And so Apple are going to be able to say, yep, our techie pieces of kit are the best. And we also, you know, have nothing to do with anything as seedy as data, as yeah. data as data mining and data harvesting. Whereas the likes of Facebook and Google, although they make bits and bobs off tech and kit, mm-hmm. or especially Google, will make an awful lot of their money off data. In fact, they control, between Google and Facebook, they control 75% of the world's online advertising. Um, so, and so- they will basically be taking a big kick on this. Yeah. Yep. So one, of the, so one of the things I wanted to sort of get out of you about this was, you know, what, why is Apple doing it? What's their, what's their, what's the driver behind this? And I wanted to sort of understand whether it was a dig at a rival or a genuine move to in, influence the industry, or perhaps it's a so, PR stunt. Is it a bit of everything? It's a bit of everything. Steve Jobs has always believed in privacy, or always when he was alive, but it was a big believer in privacy. So it's mm-hmm. slightly within the DNA of Apple. Okay. Um, they think their users will like it. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it's a sort of big, nice piece of virtue signalling yeah. by them. It doesn't do them financially any harm. I think in the in the big battle between the tech giants of Amazon, Apple, Google, Facebook, 
Yeah. It's quite a nice kick because Amazon is also a big data collector. Yeah. Um, you know, so Apple managed to give its three main tech rivals a bit of a bit kick. Of a kick. Yeah. Um, you know, quietly knock their share prices each down by a couple of percent. You so know, you, while while puffing your own up. What's not to like? <laughs> so we could almost have said that actually Amazon and Facebook were quietly expecting this to happen at some point um, or something similar. I think if they'd done their sort of what would I do in Apple shoes exercise, they'd have, they'd, they'd have seen it coming. Um, I think they'll be a bit annoyed that Apple did it in such an overt way and actually singled yeah. Facebook out, who are, the big, who are the big boy in this market. At their developer conference. At their developer <laughs> conference to say they're doing it. I think it kicks in sometime this autumn and it only does kick in on the fancier versions of the, of the browser. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be interesting to see... I mean, the other big browser, obviously... I mean, not that many people use Safari. I think they have... 14%, 14% of internet users. 14% of internet users. The big beast in the jungle is Chrome, 60%. owned by Google. 60? 60%, which is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Google would have to be probably... Google will probably make some rival announcement saying they're announcing something similar, which will almost certainly be a massively watered-down version of the same because yeah. Google has no interest whatsoever in doing this, apart from possibly if it can work out a way of doing it only to Facebook. <laughs> um, would, that would really be stinging, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, but somehow or other exempt themselves from it. Um, and will it... Will it change anything? It'll mean the data that advertisers get to play with is slightly less rich for some people. Um, But there is still, at the moment, masses of data around. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, it means the ad industry will run slightly less targeted ads. But they'll still... I mean, somebody somebody said this was going to stop if I go onto John Lewis's website and look at a red dress, mm-hmm. and that red dress then chases me around the internet saying, "Come and buy it on John Lewis." That is not being stopped because okay. that's a first-party cookie being dropped. So that's right. John Lewis cookieing me, saying, "You've been onto our website. Yeah. You looked at a red dress. We're going to show you the red dress." What it's stopping is it's stopping somebody else apple or facebook looking at that fact and saying oh, dan appears to be on the on the um interested in red dresses oh, or whatever that, you know or you know sucking up that sort of information or certainly that's not listed we had to go there didn't we ladies and gentlemen it, it's always fun um but there it's inter- it's the third parties because i kind of know that john lewis will do it but i don't want other people to do it just because they've got widgets on the john lewis site there well we there are. we have it um, I think that's probably the best place to end on on on, the, on that note about Dan. Am I interested in red dresses? He is. Um, great. Thank you very much, Dan, for um, helping us do pleasure. Episode five of Dancast. We hope that episode six will be a bit more forthcoming. Episode six will be a winner. I'm off to Google in the states. I'm going to the Global Advertising uh, Conference. Of San Jose. San Jose. I'm going to. I've never been to Google in the States before, but I have been invited. They're running a big, just like Apple had this global developer conference, the Apple thing. Google have a global marketing conference, mm-hmm. um, which happens once a year, which I've been invited to for the first time, which I'm quite excited about. So it's I get to go and see my cousin in San Francisco Ooh, for a couple of days, and then I get a few days at the, at the Googleplex. And that's a that's. Uh, roughly around July the 10th. That is roughly around July the 10th. So I will come back full of the joys. It's called Google Marketing Live or something. It is indeed called Google Marketing Live. Uh, So I think we'll bring you all the news from Google Marketing Live, actually, in the next podcast. Yes, please. Great. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye.